When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Falcons podcast on a victory Monday, a chilly victory Monday in Atlanta. The Falcons have moved to three and two after a big win over the Houston Texans. In impressive fashion, I might add. Now, the final score and the final kick may have made this game close. It was definitely close. Not made it close. It was definitely a close game. But in all honesty, the Falcons played really well uh, in this game and dominated in almost every statistical category except for one really important one, which was the turnover margin, which really helped keep this game close. Whereas everything else is pretty much Falcons, Falcons, Falcons on this. They needed this win. They got this win. They moved to three and two. Uh, again, we've talked before, you know, that the our season prediction for this team was 10 and seven. I had them at three and two after five, four and two after six. Right now, even though the recency bias, I tend to miss games. Ryan will talk about that in a moment. Ryan Adonis is in here. Uh, the preseason look at this. So far, we're five and zero. Oh. Got a win coming over the Commanders, too. We'll see how that one goes. We go live every Monday morning and Wednesday morning for the Falcons podcast because we like saying hello to everyone in here, and we like having the interactive chat. One of the folks I want to say hello to is John Harrell. John says, good morning, Scott and Nick. Nick will not be joining us this morning. And the Falcons family, big win. Ritter played well. Defense is awesome. Nate Landman is getting it done. And John puts his money where his mouth is, literally, coming with a huge super sticker. I appreciate that, John. The support that you show the show, show the show, uh, means a lot to us. And uh, we certainly appreciate it. So thank you so much. Reminder that the best way to directly support the show that we do and all the content that we provide 
is with Super Chats, Super Stickers on YouTube, and then Stars on Facebook. And if you can't do that, no problem. We're here anyway. Um, make sure you at least hit a like and share. That doesn't cost anything, and it's just a click away. So that's a big help to us as well. So thank you, John. Bubba Gump says the world is pissed because Den won us the Des won us the game. I don't know. I think I think people for the most part will want to root for Desmond Ritter. Now there are some people that will say he hasn't shown enough yet, and frankly, I'm one of those people too. But we'll we'll get into that. Um, you know, just the 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 Twix version of this, the quick version of this is after last week. I asked Nick point blank. I said, you know, have you seen enough to to like pull the plug, throw in the towel? He's like, no. I was like, yeah, me neither. It's too small, too small a sample size. You know, it really, the, even the whole first year of starting is still too small a sample size. You want to see progression. You want to see good. You want to see the ability, the possibility out there. And we've we've seen that. Um, if 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 this becomes a thing where he was holding the team back and costing them victory after victory after victory, then you got to make a change. You owe that to your veterans. But we can get into that uh, a little bit. Uh, we'll get into that later as well. John Brooks says Ritter played better and led us to a win. A, he scored a touchdown and he threw for a touchdown and he led us to a win. I think he got two touchdowns on that, didn't he? I thought that little shuffle pass, that one-handed grab from, uh, did they not count that as a touchdown? For some reason, I thought he had two touchdown uh, touchdown throws in that game. I uh, I thought he had another one on a swing. Maybe it was the two-point conversion as I'm, I'm seeing guys catch and go into the end zone. Um but he threw for one, ran for one. He led us to the win, but still need to push. Uh, still need a pass rush. The D line played a little better. So did the O line. Uh, the D line's been playing great this year, John. Um, they absolutely need a pass rusher. I, I was watching this. C.J. Stroud has had a very good season so far. They had the fourth ranked passing offense through four games, and they haven't exactly played nobodies. They've played the Steelers. They've played the Jaguars. They've played really well. They played the Colts, who were three and two. Um, this was, I think the best pass defense they had faced, but still the Falcons were rushing for and not getting any pressure at all. I mean, they're double teaming Grady Jarrett and then they're singling up on the other guys dropping seven in a coverage. And still in the second half, they just put the stranglehold on CJ Stroud in that passing game. It amazes me how well this defense is playing right now, considering they cannot get any real pressure on the quarterback. Uh, it's, I think it's now five sacks through five games. That's awful. I mean, it, it's, it's awful. Um, that's, you know, that's not to say there's only, you know, there's only one way to win a game. You know, you don't have a pass rush, so figure out different ways to win, but God, a pass rush makes things so easier. They don't have time for that little drag and up route for the tight end that Jesse Bates got beat on. If you've got somebody in the quarterback's face, you, you just, you can't pull that off. You have to do a max protect to do something like that. And if you do that, maybe you've got another safety back there over the top. But when you're having to rush more guys and put guys closer to the line of scrimmage, it leaves you susceptible to a quick, uh, a sluggo, a slant and go, a, an out and up, any of those double move type of plays. And Jesse got caught with his hand in the cookie jar on that one, man. A pass rush ends that. You don't have to worry about that anymore. A&E says, good morning, fellas. Good win. Ritter needs to do that consistently. Not 320 yards, but the efficiency part. Yeah. I mean, he had a he had a phenomenal game. I'm not expecting 330 yards, rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, all that every single game. But, you know, so far his, his line chart would be really bad. Really good. 
you know, a little consistency in there, right in between there. And I think things are going to be, be good. We need someone to start getting home on defense on sacks. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know if that guy is there right now. It's just, you've got two good interior linemen. You got three good interior linemen. Cause right now Calais Campbell is basically a hold down the fort run protector and someone he's gonna have to get a little lucky to get a to get a sack to beat his man but you know he's the immovable object out there in rush defense so who's running against the three-man front of Grady Jarrett David Onyemata and and Calais Campbell really nobody is um and you put five guys in there Lorenzo Carter shows some flashes Arnold McKetty's okay but none of those guys really scare you Bud Dupree's been playing really well uh he had a key play in in the second half run play to the right side where he just jacked his the right tackle three yards deep into the backfield and I think D Alford who has been spectacular by the way I love D Alford then Bud Dupree knocks his right tackle back into the backfield and D comes in and cleans it up and uh you know the camera always goes to the guy that make the tackle but the, the the analysts you know they rightly showed you know Bud Dupree made that play um so a lot of good things there uh on, on the defense but yeah you need that just one plus pass rusher. Two would be nice. Two would be nice. But uh, one. And this defense is elite. Because right now, this defense is very good. One guy that can put the fear of God into a quarterback anytime he lines up. To have the offensive tackle just shaking in his boots. One guy like that on the edge. And this is an elite defense right now. Johnny Phillip Phipps, I'm sorry, comes in. He says, good morning. It's good to wake up to a Falcons victory. Ritter did his thing, and he does have to be consistent, especially on the road. Yeah, that's for sure. Was he 31-0 now as a collegiate and pro quarterback at home? Yeah, feels good at home. That's for sure. Um, Bubba Gump says, Calais has been so damn close to that sack 100. I thought he had it. Uh, when he came in, he reached that long old arm at CJ Stroud, but he kind of ducked under it, went away. Thought he had that one for sure. Jacqueline Galloway, great to see you, Jackie. She says, great morning, Falcons fam. That's all, y'all. 100 Realists says, good morning, Nick and Scott. Ryan Adonis is here. I knew he was ready. He says, we ready several times, actually. Um, he's super happy, too. Good morning, Falcons faithful. God, I love it. Denver Luke says, good morning, Scott and Nick. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Michael Rankio is here as well. Uh, and before we even had even gone live, says, good morning, Scott and Nick on the Falcons podcast. Um, you know, and, and Ryan, I, d- I did see this uh, this comment before I, I, I said it, but you know, it was it's a it's a good call. The drops, uh, you know, the Falcons are trying to, dr- to trying to have a decent drive going, and was it Johnny Smith that dropped that one that hit him? Just <laughs> the play by play goes, oh, what a great play by the defender reaching out and taking that ball away. Man, he wasn't within three feet of that. I had him dead in the hands. Um, and this is why, you know, you don't typically criticize other players because it comes back to you you know it does Dez has had his problems you know and Dez got if, if Dez is a quarterback and he's catching all the crap he got in essence at times let down by his teammates who fumbled who dropped passes you don't see any of that with this kid and and for the most part you don't see anybody getting on Dez as the Falcons were behind and and posing a comeback and they didn't have a ton of passing yards at the time it was kind of going along I, I, I like to read body language. You know, you want to see how, how effort and attitude. There was a run to the right, and I can't remember if it was Tyler Algier or, or Bajan. I think it was Tyler Algier. Run to the right. He gets stuffed just short of the line. You expect guys to come in and push. Here come the linemen. They're pushing and pushing them. 
You know who else came in behind him? Drake London dropped in behind him. Uh, one of the other one, it may have been Matt Collins, c- comes in behind him and starts pushing that pile. I don't think Drake had a single target at that point of the game. He had touched the ball once as the quarterback. I don't think he'd even been targeted. If he had been targeted, he hadn't caught a ball yet at that point. He drops back in there to push the pile. The, the phrase y'all have heard me say before, you can't tell if someone's got, you know, the, the, the old phrase is, you can't measure someone's heart. I always say, yes, that's true, but you can tell if someone's got it or not. Who are they playing for? How is their effort and attitude? Watch them when they do not have the ball. Drake London, a prima donna wide receiver, he's not, just prima donna wide receiver, drops back, who hasn't been getting the ball, throw me the damn ball, Kishon, comes back and, and helps push a pile to get a crucial first down. That's what this team's all about. When Arthur Smith says we've got the right guys, that's the kind of thing he is talking about. One other thing I noticed uh, that I put out on Twix during the game was um, Kyle Pitts has a big old leg wrap on what I think it's his left leg. Um, those black pants were a little sheer at times, and you could see a big leg wrap around his upper leg. It was thigh slash hamstring. We don't know how much that has been affecting him, but they don't put those on there for nothing. Um, so hopefully he's okay and he's working through. You always hear Arthur Smith say he's working through some things. I think that's one of the things he's working through is possibly an upper leg injury. And uh, muscle injuries follow knee injuries like remoras on sharks. You just, even through rehab and through playing, there's, there's th- certain things that atrophy. And you end up having strains all the time after knee surgery as you're working your way back into it. So hopefully he is getting um, more and more healthy. Makey Fumble is here. He says, we finally use Pitts. Um, yeah, he was a, a big part of this game. Good targets. And I think, the, as John said, that Drake catch was, was really nice. Um, we mentioned that last week when we said the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to just throw eight, nine guys in the box and force you to pass. Uh, you got to hit some of those. You got to hit some of those one-on-one shots. You know, my receiver is 6'5". Your corner isn't. Let's see uh, Let's see if you can and make those. But um, the other thing I noticed about Desmond Ritter, someone had asked, and I saw the question, you know, what was the biggest difference? I didn't get to watch the game. What was the biggest difference? The biggest difference for me was just his comfort level. You can start with protection. The protection was better. But he was so much more calm and poised in the pocket. I'd see him, his eyes go across the field and throw. That hasn't happened so far this year. He'd lock on one guy, get nervous, take a sack, not come off his first read, or it just, he looked so uncomfortable. He looked comfortable. He looked poised. He looked confident. He's got the arm. He's got good feet. He's got some speed. He's got the athleticism. He's got the tools, experience, comfort trust all of those things that start coming together um is so uh, they're they all showed up yesterday in the win harry marshall wood said play calling this week was the difference you get the feeling that arthur smith wanted to come out with some of that razzle dazzle on the first drive as he goes with like a double reverse and then a double reverse pass uh that actually helped lead to the first touchdown on the second drive uh, you feel like he wanted to do that on the first drive, but all of a sudden, penalty, and the Falcons are starting on their own 10-yard line again. Um, it's hard to do some of that stuff when you're in the shadow of your own goalposts. So he had talked about 
wanting to wanting to you know start faster how do you do some of those things have a little fun throw a little route get the crowd into it i uh i think that was scripted and it was probably for the first drive but their field position was so poor they scrapped it and went to the second drive big ant says good morning scott and everyone in the chat good morning michael dubs here as well uh roger cook says Pitt slowly returning to fitness was a serious injury yes it was and part of that's mental too and then as i mentioned anything that's involving a, a if it's muscular at all um he had a big wrap on his leg so something something to uh to watch out for as we move forward uh through this week and stuff ots june good to see you that feels like a newer name it says i like what we did just need to see them get their game together when we play on the road the other part of that y'all the two teams you played on the road are freaking good um we said at the beginning that the two hardest games you may have all year, I'm going to come off of that a little bit because um, there are some teams that look better, including the Houston Texans that we weren't expecting to. But on paper at the beginning, your two hardest games might be those two games on the road. Jacksonville Jaguars are good. They're an AFC contender. The Detroit Lions are going to be a force to be reckoned with. They lost one they should have won in, uh, against Seattle. That's the only game they lost. So those two teams are really good teams on the road. Now, again, you want to look better, but did you see what the Jacksonville Jaguars defense did to the Bills for, for about three quarters and Josh Allen? Um, I put out there on Twix, I said, this is, they're suffocating a Buffalo Bills defense that's considered to be, you know, eons better than the Atlanta Falcons. And that wasn't a shot at the Jaguars or people who thought that the, I mean, at the Bills or people who think that the Bills. Uh... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I was giving props to the Jacksonville Jaguars, not cutting on the Bills for not being good enough or making fun of anybody else saying, see the Falcons defense. No, no, no. The only thing I want to say, my only conclusion for the last eight games that I saw is the Jacksonville Jaguars are good. Um, the Detroit Lions this year are good. Um, the Washington Commanders, not so good. They've played some tough. They've played some really bad game you need to win we'll get into that one on Wednesday that's a, that's another game you need to win we called this one a you know a semi must win game this was a, a an inflection point for the season now you've proven that you're not awful beat a good Houston team you're three and two uh, you're three and two you've beaten Green Bay everybody's beaten Carolina um but you've taken care of the games that you're supposed to win you have here's another one okay you want to be a playoff team win the games you're supposed to win and then sneak one out later and you're going to be 10 and 7, 11 and 6. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Sean Edwards asked the video frozen. I hope not. It's going okay on my end, but I haven't checked down at the bottom here. Um, I should probably do that to check. Michael Dub, good to see. He says, love Desmond response to all the haters. He stepped up and showed he's a work in progress with a big upside. He needs at least the 2023 season under his belt. Give the young man time. And, and Michael, the the I, I understand this. And I, I've said the same thing, really. It, you, you really won't even know what you have until even year two um, of, of someone starting with when you're talking about a sample size. And even then, he could go off somewhere and Ryan Tannehill this thing in year six of his contract or of, of his professional career. The thing is, is you, you can't sacrifice the whole season and all of the veterans and all of the fans and everything if Ritter is just playing horribly. He played pretty poor on the road. Like I just got done saying, two really good teams, but he'll be the first to admit he didn't have good games. He got a little lucky against the Packers uh, with a couple of, of dropped pass, dropped interceptions. He hasn't been playing well. Uh, that doesn't mean he can't. As we've said, as Arthur Smith said, if you hadn't seen it before and know it was in there, then you'd be really worried. We have. He had regressed. Teams have gotten better. There's more urgency in week three and four than there is in week 16 and 17 that he played. But yeah, Ritter is is play, played really, really well this week. Again, do we expect that level every week? Not yet, but we don't expect the low lows either. You know, let's let's see some consistency. It's a, it's a good uh, comment. As Jason said, Ritter got penalties on the D with the hard counts. <clears throat> and he also tackled on that fumble return. Yeah, he, he's a he's a ball player. I couldn't believe how many times they jumped. I was like, it's it's an easy first and five. And I'm like, okay, now stop doing it because you might need it later. They might catch on to this and correct. I'm like, you have four in the first half. Stop the hard count. Stop it. Because you are you might need it in the fourth quarter on your final drive or when you really need it. Then you bring it back out. Then when it's fourth and one or it's third and two and you've got a crucial conversion, then bring the hard count back out. Um but yeah, that was um, pretty amazing. Bubba Gump says the defense is fire. I, I'm, I'm impressed as hell with this defense. I really am. Normally, I mean, y'all are Falcons fans. You know what you know what you've been watching for your whole lives. If you don't get pressure on the quarterback, it's a 20 yard completion. One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Throw complete. Damn it! Get some pressure on that guy. In this case, they're hemming C.J. Stroud in. They weren't getting to him, but they were locking up on the back end of it. And that was not something that we're used to seeing, frankly. And, it's, and like I said, I think C.J. Stroud has set a couple of records. His first four games with the most yards. Uh, if it's not a record, it's close. The most um, most throws without an interception to begin a career. That one he did set. He's been playing great. He's He's been playing really, really well. Um, let me see here. Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean Stassi comes in. He says, maybe a trade for, for um, I, I always get this name. It looks like Danielle to me, but um, Hunter, Edge, Vikings. Vikings dropped to one and four. That'd be nice. The lack of production from Chase Young scares me a little bit. Um, you know, you might want to pull a money ball. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Say, with Chase Young, uh, send him our way and tell him I don't want him, I don't want him playing against us today. Uh, with a trade for Chase Young, you're already in Atlanta. Why don't make it happen? But his lack of productivity scares me a little bit. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that's 
uh, the right way to go. Uh, Ryan Adonis, as I say, we do a blockbuster trade and get Brian Burns and Derek Brown. It'd be tough to pull off in division. It'd be expensive. Brian Burns would be a really good pick for this team, for sure. Um, we got we. This is kind of when we're talking about why you can't just go with a just build a team around a quarterback and let him develop. You know, they're they're wasting their best years on the Panthers because you've got guys. You're not bringing in Calais Campbell on a one year deal. You're not bringing in. You're not able to sign Jesse Bates and David Onyemata and those guys. Uh, you can't look at Grady Jarrett and say, hey, we're going to flush the season down the toilet while we get Ritter ready for 2024. You, you just you can't do that. So these guys who have their clocks are ticking, their their NFL career clocks are ticking, look around and say, man, I got to go place, go play someplace I can win. Um, let me see here. Uh, Jordan Brown says, uh, good morning, guys. Good to see you, Jordan. Good morning, guys. Love to see the stats from the game. Let's hope we can keep it going. Not a perfect game, but definitely the most complete game we've played. Yeah, uh, you know, the, if you look at overall team stats, they lean really heavily towards the Atlanta Falcons. We've, we've seen games when this hasn't, when they've played, cl- you know, fairly clean, but not very well. They're dominated in the stats. I think I think the Packers had them pretty well in most of the stats. First downs, 26 to 17. Running first downs, 8 to 3. Um, third down efficiency, 4 for 13 for the Texans. Seven for 14, 50%. I'll take 50% for the Falcons. Total plays 74 to 58. That's nice. That's how you get guys more touches. Remember us talking about that? You stop running 50 plays a game and you stop stop complaining about getting guys touches. You get 74 plays, you spread the ball around a little bit more. Uh, Total yards, 447 to 313. Nice. This was, again, the number four passing offense in the NFL going into uh, the week. Yards per play, six versus 5.4. Passing yards, 351 to 249. All very, very good. Rushing, 96 to 64. The big one and the one that that really cost this team, again, was the turnovers, was two to zero. You lose two turnovers in the second half of a close game and still win, you've got to dominate that team. And they did. They absolutely did. Um, Rose Stacks says, good morning. Great victory Monday. Um, he And Edward Brown comes in. He says, great compro- composure by Dez on the game. Game-winning drive. Seemed in command all day. If he can transfer that composure to road, I think he'll be okay. I've mentioned before, y'all, one of the ways I always judge quarterbacks is how do they make you feel when they've got the ball with 90 seconds left in the game? Um I'm an 80s kid. I grew up with Joe Montana. If Joe Montana had the ball with two minutes left in the ball, the game was over in a one-score game. It was over. That's why for me, again, I'm biased. It's hard for me to knock off the top one. He's etched in stone kind of as my my all-time greatest quarterback of all time. Um, that's that has to do with you know my age and era and who I watched as much as anything. There's other great quarterbacks too. I will, I'm not gonna argue with you if you were to say Tom Brady or some other guys that are equally um uh deserving of that but for me it was joe montana because joe montana if you had the ball it was freaking over um des ritter felt pretty good i really did they're at home des looks at control he's had some nice drives in the second half uh of this game i felt pretty good about it i i really did that's a good start it, it, it's it's a hopefully it's a launching point where the 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 super lows from desmond ritter are gone 
They don't have to all be at this peak, you know, at a super high. A couple more touchdowns would be nice. But I'm not expecting 330 yards and four touchdowns a game. But, you know, 250 and two, we should come to start expecting that on a fairly regular basis. Um, yeah, and Harry says he was a couple of drop passes for almost 400 yards passing. I don't know that they want to pass for 400, but if you've got that in your locker, you're going to rush for a whole lot more too. If you're able to say, um, fine, we'll just beat you. We drafted these guys as high for a reason. And Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and by the way, Johnny Smith's pretty damn good. Matt Collins will bring Scotty Miller out there every once in a while. Kaderil Hodge has a nice play. Oh, and by the way, if you ignore Keith Smith, we'll just run him up the seam on a little circle route and uh, we'll go for 40 yards up the seam on him too. That's going to, and, and as uh, Jordan Brown just said, as I'm coming down the chat here, he says that that throw to Keith Smith was filthy. That's a great play. You know, that's, that's absolutely a great play. Uh, Bobby Carter comes in. He says, great morning, Scott. Good morning to you as well, Bobby Carter. Good to see you. Albert Molina says, uh, Scott, what grade do you give Arthur Smith play calling? Um, I think it's a B so far. Uh, you know, every once in a while, you're going to you're gonna be able to predict a play, where it's going and all that kind of stuff. But you also have to trust your guys to make a play sometimes also. You know, if I see nine guys stacked in the box and they're running rush blitzes all the time and it's first and 10, okay, well, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I might not go play action in that case because if they're blitzing and by the time I get out of a play action, I'm, I'm crushed. Uh, I want to fire a coach immediately. You all ever watch, pay attention. In a two-minute drill or on third and long, when a quarterback runs play action, I, I want to fire the coach. Just, just fire him. Because if I'm the defensive coordinator, so y'all, they got 60 seconds. They're on their own 20. If you don't rush the quarterback, if you bite on the play action, I'm going to bench you. Just you're 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 benched. And we've seen it. It's it's such a part of their game. It's like, oh, fake the handoff. It's third and 18. Don't fake the handoff. These guys are coming with their ears pinned back. You just cost your quarterback um, a second of being able to read down the field. I digress. Um but I think Alberto, and, and overall, I, I judge Arthur Smith not necessarily so much on the play calling, but on the overall direction of the team. And I, I've been an Arthur Smith fan. The the 2021s, anybody that criticizes the Falcons for being in seven and ten and seven and ten and twenty and twenty-one and twenty-two in his first two seasons, they're just they're not paying attention to the obstacles that the Falcons faced. It's just if you're here, you have been, you understand the cap hell. The, the 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 cap crisis that they went on you know last year they're they're on the field with 60 percent of their available players with salary cap money 60 percent 40 percent is tied up in money that they're paying to play someplace else you can't you can't expect to win more than seven games like that joe cannon good to see you joe it says notable shout outs to storm norton and jeffrey akuda jeff has looked good since he's been back and storm has really stepped up in his past protection yesterday yeah hopefully Caleb will be good I'd say it will be will be healthy that's a very good late signing on Storm Norton uh to go and, and get him as you have lost several of your swing tackles that you signed from the spring until now that's very good job from the scouting department and Terry Fontenot general manager Terry Fontenot to get that done um and again coming up the bend but don't break philosophy of this team can be frustrating at times but they got enough three and outs to, to get the ball in the hands of the of the quarterback. But the three points, three points, and not seven and seven. The defense was just really, really good. 
And Brad says, uh, I owe Ritter an apology. I loved what I seen from him yesterday. Um, you know, an apology is if you were overly harsh. You know, I, I was critical of, of Desmond Ritter last week, the week before, because he didn't play very well. Uh, we expect more from him. He expects more from himself. And if he's going to be a quarterback of this team on the long term, he needs to play better. He did. Now let's do it again. Let's, again, from my point of view, it's it's eliminate the super lows. You know, you're going to have a bad game. You know, you see Josh Allen go throw a four turnover game every once in a while. That happens. That should be an anomaly. It shouldn't be, okay, you had 140 yards passing and an interception in week two, week five, week seven, week nine, week 12. That that, sh that should be gone. That, that's got to go away if this team's going to reach its goals. Big step. Big step. Another home game. We talked about doing it on the road. That's fine. They don't have to yet. Got to beat the commanders. Uh, we're just about out of here. Um, we go pretty quick on uh, on Mondays. Just kind of a quick reaction to, to, the, to the team. And again, I was impressed. I saw someone actually respond to me saying, you know, it was the Houston Texans. Dude, you haven't been paying attention. The Houston Texans are a solid squad. They are coming off wins against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Check out their record and some of the teams they've beaten, including the Falcons. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just came back from a 10-0 deficit to beat the Ravens. The Steelers are always legit. They haven't had a losing season, you know, since before my kids were born. Um, that's two wins in a row. One of those was on the road. The 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 Texans are a up and coming team that was playing with confidence and a hot quarterback. Beating that team was no joke. It's a good win. It's a really good win. Now I got to stack them back to back to back. Got to stack them. Um, Ryan says, as I'm getting out of here, if you want to see how the other side's living, you can follow me over to youtube.com slash mile high huddle because I'm about to do some Broncos for breakfast and I'm going to do it uh, on my own this morning. So it'll be another solo show. And basically it's going to be a buy sell type of uh, type of uh, podcast where I'm just going to kind of go through and say, okay, this guy should be gone. This guy has a future with the team. This guy should be gone. They uh, they need to vent. So that's where so that's where we're heading, going over that direction. Um, Michael says, looking forward to the Commanders game. Hopefully, Ritter to build on yesterday. Absolutely, rise up. And Brian Chambers throws a rise up as well. But I'm going to get out of here. Join us back if you want to talk some more football. I'm heading over to Mile High Huddle in just a couple of minutes. And otherwise, we'll be back Wednesday for the full show. We'll go the full hour plus on Wednesday as we. Look over every all the good that's happened, some of the things that might concern us, if there's any injury news that comes out, and looking forward to a Commanders team and a Falcons team that could go two games over 500, four and two after six games again. Thank you for being here, everybody. A special shout-out to my man, John Harold, who came in with a super sticker for the support. Thank you, sir. It means the world to us. On that note, I'm out of here. I'll see you Wednesday. Appreciate you being here. Y'all have a great week.